This is The Dreamers Podcast, episode 20 with Safietu Sek. This is a bonus episode. Today is June 4th, 2021. Hello, world. Welcome to The Dreamers Podcast. I am Stephanie Annies, also known as Annies Wealth. I'm a financial coach and an author. I self-published my first book, Dream of Legacy, a guide to help dreamers reach financial independence and build generational wealth. In this podcast, I'll have conversations with experts and thought leaders who dare to follow their dreams. You'll hear about their journey and their money stories. I hope it inspires you, dreamers out there, to live life on your own terms. Come on, dreamers, let's change the world! This episode is brought to you by Dream of Legacy. Check out dreamoflegacy.com for resources to assist you on your journey to financial independence. Hello, welcome to the Dreamers Podcast. I'm your host, Annelise Welf. I'm so glad you're listening to today's episode. Today is a bonus episode with Safia Tusek. Safia Tusek is a dreamer who decided to pursue her dream after trying the traditional route. She went to school became an economist, but she can shake this burning desire she had to pursue a career in fashion. So we talk about her transition from working as an economist to becoming a high-end fashion designer. And with her high-end fashion brand, Saraya Fashion, Safi Tu secured an investment from a woman-led investment fund. She talks about the challenges of starting a fashion brand and obtaining financing. She also touches on how a special encounter with Michelle Obama helped her take a leap of faith. She shares advice for up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Here is Safie Tusek. Safie Tusek, welcome to the Dreamers Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to find out more about your story. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Yes. So my name is Safie Toussek. I am from Dakar, Senegal, West Africa. I am the founder of the brand Saraya, which is a high-end, tradi-modern clothing brand for women, created in uh, November 2014. And I'm an economist by training, but I'm passionate you know, about fashion. So in a nutshell, this is me. You were an economist. How did you transition into the fashion world? You know, I, have, I think I have always been uh, a designer because, you know, growing up, you know, I was designing my own, my own clothing and, um, you know, at home they called me the artist because, you know, I had a very different way of, you know, of dressing myself. Um, but it, it was not an option to be a designer because, you know, the African context, socially, it's very difficult to just get up and say that, you know, you want to become a, a designer. You have to be a doctor or you have to be, you know, something quote unquote more serious. I said, okay, so then maybe I'm going to be, I'm going to be an economist, but you know, push away, you know, your passion, but your passion is coming back you know, I'm here. So basically I went to the States, you know, I did my studies over there. I went to Sparman College. I have a Bachelor of, of, of Arts, you know, in economics. 
And then I did my MBA at American University. And I opened a boutique in Georgetown, uh, Washington, D.C. And people seemed to like it. Actually, people liked it very much. So I thought, you know what? Okay, so maybe you should just go back home, you know, in Senegal and do it because the United States um, had signed a bill that would allow 40-something countries, African countries, to export to the States tax-free. So I thought, you know, maybe I should just go go back and do it, you know, out there. So I, I went back home and got scared, so I didn't do it. So I ended up at the American embassy and, um, you know, worked there for seven years and had a trigger over there and then decided to, la- to launch my brand and here I am. So I read in an article that an interaction with a special first lady kind of... Uh recentered you towards your path. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, that was definitely a trigger. Like I had several of them, but this one kind of opened my eyes. Like I was working at the American embassy and um, uh, Barack Obama and his wife visited Senegal in 2013. You know, I was part of the team that was taking care of the logistic and I had a dress on and uh, the dress was a dress that I had designed. This lady, she was part of the presidential delegation. So she comes to me and she's like, your dress is amazing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I designed it. And she was like, oh my goodness, you know, Miss, Mrs. Obama will have loved to have your dress. For me, that was a trigger. But then when I went back home, I was like, I really have to do it. So that was in 2013. And in 2014, I left the American embassy and I created Saraya. You were working at the American embassy and someone from Michelle Obama's team told you that she would love to have your dress. So did you figure out a way to get the dress to her? No, like that's good. That was completely forbidden, you know, like working at the American embassy, like, you know, close to Mrs. Obama or even send somebody like that was impossible. You know, the, the rules were, were so strict and unfortunately I wasn't able to. Well, at least it gave you the reassurance that you had what it takes to get into high fashion. Absolutely. My sister and I have actually been working on an African-inspired fashion collection for kids for over a year. We didn't know much about the fashion business before taking that on. And it's really a passion project for us. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking there are probably people listening right now who are interested in getting into the fashion industry. What advice would you give to someone who wanted to get into fashion or become a designer, but wasn't sure where to start? You really, really, really have to be passionate because there are a lot of challenges and passion is what's going to make you stick in it. So that's number one. Number two, you have to know your market. You know, knowing your market is extremely important. Knowing the people, you know, your your clients, you know, what they want and knowing also, you know, where you could get, you know, all the inputs, you know, the fabric and the availability of all the elements needed to basically have a fashion line. I am lucky to be in a country like Senegal and Senegal is, is a destination for fashion. I mean, it's known everywhere. So you find everything in Senegal. All type of fabrics, you, everything. I think that would be a very good way to start. But you, you, you have to do your, your homework. I'm glad you highlighted that because I think in fashion and just in business in general, sometimes we, we just get started without really knowing our market or even studying our audience. And it's so important. So uh, 
Yep. You're now based in Senegal. When I was doing research, I read that your company secured a multi- multiple six-figure investment. Mm-hmm. How hard was it to get financing as a fashion designer? Can you walk us through that journey? That's the first, basically, in Africa for a fashion brand to be financed by an investment fund. But not only that, an, in, an investment fund that, um, that was founded by women. In Africa, people are not really interested into financing fashion at all. I mean, like for years, I've been, you know, dealing with going to banks and all the financial institutions and being rejected. It really did not work at all. I mean, because fashion is not a sexy business to them. People don't take you seriously. I, I was talking to this lady. I said, listen, I have a business. But I really need to scale up. I told her about my story about this young African-American actress. Her name is Tiona Paris, who wore one of my tops and she published it in, on Instagram. So everybody went nuts and everybody wanted to have the same top. And I could not provide it. That's how I started to look for funding. And she was like, oh, you know, I, I belong to a, um, a club and, and we are raising funds for women's business. So please give us, you know, your, your business plan. And, you know, we look into it. I met them the first time and it went very, very, very easy. I met them about a year ago and a year later. Yeah, we signed. They enter capital of the company. So, yeah, so we are in it together now. You mentioned that this was a first uh, in Africa. So essentially the success of your brand can open doors for many more designers after you. Oh, absolutely. There, there, there is always a first to encourage people. Before it was extremely difficult. I mean, you have a lot of initiatives, you know, in Africa, but still, I mean, there is nothing major yet, you know. And now we have opened ways, you know, for all designers who are interested into being financed, you know, you know, to let them know that, you know, basically it's possible. But you really, 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 really have to be, uh, have to have all the elements, you know, you really have to be passionate because there are a lot of challenges into the fashion business. What are some of the things you wish you had known before starting your brand? So one that I wish I knew before maybe it would be the, the financing part that would be very challenging, you know, to find financing for the, for the fashion business, for sure. So did you just self-finance up until, I guess, recently? Absolutely. Absolutely. For the six years of my company's uh, life, I was self-financing. Can you take us back to your childhood? So were you raised by your father? I was raised by my father. He used to be in the army. He basically raised some military kids. He had uh, four girls and one boy. So maybe some of the resilience and strength that you have is actually also from that upbringing. Absolutely. Did you receive any financial education as a child? No, but my economic degrees really helped me in my venture. I mean, it's been, it's been such a help because remember at the beginning, I was telling you about when you asked me, what are the elements that are necessary, you know, to basically start a fashion business is that you have to know your market. Well, that's, that's economy. That's, that's, that's macroeconomy. So I was really able to study the Senegalese market, to study the African market, and to be able to build a business model that will mm. allow me to have Saraya today. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Can you share one of the big money mistakes you made and what you learned from it? Sorry, I, I, don't, I, I cannot think of one. Because I'm very, I'm very careful. 
And being a daughter of a military, I anticipate a lot in everything I do, uh, especially in my business. But as of now, I, I can't think of one, honestly. That on top of, you know, having a degree in economics, you know, who says economies mean that you have to save your money? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. So how about some rapid fire questions? Go ahead. A book that changed your perspective on life. I wouldn't say a book, but I would say Joel Austin. The minister, Joel Austin, mm -hmm. I'm sure he has a book, but uh, listening to him has basically changed everything in my life. Seeing that just his per perspective on life in itself, on God, he was part of me coming out of, you know, depression. Definitely. Mm. Mm -hmm. One thing about money you wish you could tell your younger self. Money is definitely not the most important things. Money doesn't keep you grounded. It makes a, a, you know, a difference in the way you live. But money is not everything. Tell me about the best investment in yourself you ever made. I think going to Spelman College, definitely, uh, you know, going to America, you know, to an African-American school, definitely was a good investment. And also the fact of, you know, creating my, my closing company was definitely another one because it, it really is my baby. It basically gives me a purpose you know, waking up every day and having a purpose. Fill in the blanks in three words or less. Money to me is? Not everything. What do you want your legacy to be? Being seen as a grateful person. It's been a pleasure having you on the Dreamers podcast. I recently received my uh, jacket from uh, Soraya Fashion and I just can't get enough of it. So uh, can you tell our listeners where they can find you and learn more about you? Well, you can go on the website. We have a new website and the name of the brand is uh, Saraya, S-A-R-A-Y-A-A. Our Instagram is at Saraya Fashion. So at the end of Saraya, you have two A's. For the website, you just go on saraya.shop. And also, of course, you will see more if you go on YouTube, Saraya, you'll have more information about myself, my journey, and my brand. That's great. So I will make sure to include that in the episode show notes as well. Excellent. And uh, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was Safi Sek. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Unfortunately, this episode is much shorter than usual due to poor audio quality. So some parts of the conversation had to be cut off, which is why it's a bonus episode. Coming up on the podcast, we have author and personal finance podcaster, Marcus Garrett, business strategist, best-selling author, and multimedia entrepreneur, Tina Wells, television anchor and personal finance columnist turned entrepreneur, author, and podcaster, Bobby Rebell. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Dreamers Podcast. You can find today's show notes and all of the links mentioned during the episode at dreamoflegacy.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, here's what you can do to support me and help more dreamers discover the podcast. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I read every single review and I'll select one review to read on the podcast every month. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Share the podcast with your family, friends, and coworkers. And if you really enjoyed today's episode, tag me on Instagram at the dreamers that podcast 
and let me know what you liked about it. All right, dreamers, that's it for today. I will see you back here next week for another episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Okay, dreamers, time to build this legacy. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax, legal, financial planning, insurance, accounting, investment, or any other kind of professional advice or services. Please consult with an appropriate tax, financial, or legal professional to receive appropriate advice based on your situation.